Did you know that over 60,000 new tracks are uploaded to Spotify every single day? That's a new track every 1.4 seconds, and that's just on one platform. With so much music now available, it's more important than ever to stand out from the crowd. So it's not surprising that more artists are starting to use less conventional sonic textures in their music, like field recordings. Perhaps you've always wanted to infuse the sounds of nature or your favourite city into your own tracks, but not having the right gear or knowledge might have held you back. Well, if that's the case, you're going to love the brand new guide I just created, teaching you how to start field recording with just a smartphone. And it's all yours for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel. Yep, you really do just need a humble smartphone and some minimal extra gear that doesn't have to break the bank to get started with field recording. And I've laid it all out in this handy five-point checklist. So download it for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel and elevate your music to the next level. Welcome back to Girls Twiddling Knobs, where today we're going all the way back to episode three to mine another golden nugget from the podcast. And this one's for anyone who wishes they felt more confident with music tech. Perhaps self-doubt stops you sharing your ideas in the studio or completing recording projects at home altogether. If that's where you're at, keep listening to have the most insidious music tech myths well and truly flipped on their head. And these common misconceptions affect lots of musicians, but they often keep women disproportionately ill-equipped for a 21st century music career. But inside this Golden Nugget episode, I share how to cultivate a growth mindset when it comes to recording and production, because that really is the only way to find the confidence and skills I know you'd love to have to self-record your music with a sense of ease and fun. So these are some of the sentences or narratives we might have about recording and production. So there is a right and a wrong way to do things. There's always going to be a right or a wrong way that you can record or produce something, that there are just these inside knowledge or these inside secrets of the right and the wrong way to do something. Another misconception could be some people just get music tech. Some people were, you know, pushed out the womb and for whatever reason their brain is wired up so they just get music tech and there's other people who just don't get music tech and they never will that's another misconception how about this one you're either a professional or an amateur there's no gray area it's just that if you know all this stuff if you have all the inside knowledge you're a professional and if you don't you're an amateur and everyone will know you're an amateur that's another misconception This is a good one. So you need to know everything to be worthy of respect in the studio. How many people listening to this, maybe you're listening and you're nodding your head when you're thinking about times you've gone into the studio to maybe even record your music and you feel like you don't have the right to share your opinion because you don't know everything about recording and therefore your opinion is not as important. And then the last one, don't ever ever show anyone your imperfections in the studio. This is a big, big misconception that you should never show any weakness. You should never show any flaws or imperfections. You should certainly never reveal that you don't know how to do even the tiniest thing because immediately your validity and your legitimacy in the studio just gets weakened and eradicated. So 
How might these misconceptions affect our recording process and output? Well, there's two scenarios that I'm going to share with you. One's the studio and one is in our own recording space. And in the studio, we're likely going to be working with other people, even if it's just one other person. On our own, in our own turf, that's likely going to be by ourselves. So in the studio, this these misconceptions may lead us to not share our ideas. If we really believe that unless we know everything about recording and production, our, our opinion doesn't count, then we're less likely to share our ideas. It could be that we don't reach out when we're struggling with something. Maybe we want to understand something better. Maybe we want to know how to do something. Or maybe we just want to learn a whole bunch of new skills and you want to make the most of that time. If you don't feel like you can reveal your flaws and your weaknesses and the fact that you don't know everything, then you're less likely to reach out. It could also mean that we overlook our strengths. It could mean that because we th- we know that we don't know certain things that we believe are most important to the process of recording and production, we overlook the other things we bring that could be just as important. And it could also mean that we overestimate our weaknesses. We give far more space to, in our head, chatting around about all the things we're not good at rather than seeing that those are just part of the picture. And what this can lead to is not feeling ownership of the process. I mean, how many people do you know, or maybe you're listening right now, and you have had that experience of going into the studio, not feeling comfortable sharing your ideas, not feeling comfortable being actually involved in the process. And then by the end of it, you don't feel like you've had any ownership in it, even though it's your music. And that can even lead to feeling resentful, ashamed, even disappointed, by the actual output. You may even listen to those recordings years later and maybe even cringe with disappointment or shame because you know that you you just did not feel comfortable sharing your ideas and it needed to be different, but you didn't know how to say that or share that. So that's how it can play out in the studio. How about on our own then? Well, on our own, this can look very similar to in the studio, but there's some other layers to it. So It means that when we start trying to record and produce stuff at home on our own, we can give up as soon as something feels difficult. And I promise you, many things are going to feel difficult right at the beginning. And even when you become more and more experienced, things will still feel difficult. But if you doubt yourself because of these misconceptions, these narratives that we've been talking about in this episode, you'll give up much sooner. And it will mean that you don't go to the other side where you start to see all those wonderful rewards of just sticking in with it. And it also means that we can draw very black and white conclusions. And what I mean by this is, let's say something doesn't work first time. And the black and white conclusion we draw is, well, I'm obviously just not one of these people who's good with technology and I never will be. And that's a very, very, very limiting thing to say to ourselves. I mean, that is putting a big black full stop on that on that scenario. And in reality, actually, if we'd just given ourselves a few tries and taken the pressure off and, and also known that we'll never get it perfect, we'll never get it right necessarily, whatever that means, that it's not necessarily about us not being good with music technology full stop. It's just maybe we're not naturally um, drawn to it or naturally you know, picking it up immediately, but it doesn't mean we never will. And it doesn't mean that we never will to the extent that we need to so that we can get our ideas recorded at least as demos, if not more. 
And then that can also be, we can also have an all or nothing attitude. So we can have this idea that, well, unless I can record, you know, 16 channels with MIDI and drums and bass and, uh, you know, five backing vocal parts, etc., etc., unless I can do everything that's in my head right now, then it's not worth it. There's just so much, so much to learn and it's not worth it. And this all or nothing attitude is basically giving ourselves an ultimatum and it's not fair. And really what we should allow ourselves to do is to gradually build up our skills and gradually build up our techniques and tools so that we will eventually be able to get to that point where we can realise all the ideas in our head or near enough um, because none of us ever really get to that point. I hate to break it to you. Um, there's always some little blind spots and that's the beauty of it. But this all or nothing attitude gives us this automatum of, well, unless I can do this, it's not worth it. Unless I can do everything that I hear in my head, it's not worth learning, you know, even the basics. And that's just not true because what it does is it keeps ourselves small. It stops us learning new skills and it stops us getting to that other side. And our music is never heard or at least it's only heard if we manage to scramble together free time with somebody else or a bunch of money to record in a studio, which, while I'm not totally against, is certainly not the only option I'd want to rely on. So, you know, this can mean that we don't release or share our music and we remain another hidden woman in music. So what do we do about this? What is a better way of approaching production and recording, approaching learning these skills. Well, I would start with the phrase tools, not rules. Anytime you learn a technique or a tool for recording and producing your music, just remember that phrase. These are tools, they are not rules. There are very few things that you will learn to do with expressing your ideas and your art form and your feelings and your music that are black and white, hard and fast rules. You have a toolbox and you can use it and sometimes certain tools will work wonderfully and sometimes they just won't be right and they just won't land for whatever reason. So that's the first thing. Approach your recording as if you're using tools but not rules. The other thing is be aware of fear. Be aware when you're doubting yourself and be aware that this is doubt, not necessarily truth, and that this is you doubting where you're at right now, whereas what you could become if you just let yourself push through and and persevere with learning new skills and recording and technology. The other thing is being open to mistakes. You've got to be open to making mistakes because you'll make so many mistakes. That's okay. It's part of the process. You will make mistakes and some of those mistakes will become beautiful creations that you are so happy happened and you, you know, you can't imagine a, a, a world where that they're not part of your recordings. So making mistakes is actually part of the process and really important. The other thing is very related, but believing in the creativity of imperfections. Imperfections are what give your music uniqueness. They give your music personality. Imperfections are actually what we're striving for. And also having the courage to do it anyway, even if you make mistakes, even if you're imperfect, even if you're doubting your abilities, just do it anyway. Please just do it anyway. Just sit down and give yourself a chance. Even if it's just for 20 minutes, set a timer and do it anyway. And even if you cringe at the results, just get back on your horse and keep going because I promise you that you will come out the other side eventually and you will just look back at all the things you've learnt and all the things you've achieved and you'll be so, so proud. 
And another thing I would say is just don't ever strive for perfection. Don't try and get things right because you won't get them perfect. And I don't want you to get them perfect. I don't want you to make a perfect recording. I want you to make an honest recording. That's going to be so much more interesting, so much more unique, have so much more personality. And this is really about embracing the 21st century through digital recording and distribution technologies. So this is about you stepping into being an independent DIY female musician imperfectly, just getting things started, learning as you go. And that really is the reality of what that means. It is not some crazy magic process where suddenly some people just know how to do all this stuff and others don't. And it's as black and white as that. You have to learn as you go and you have to give your, yourself the chance to learn. And you should never apologise to anyone for learning and getting started. So anyone that would ever make you feel patronised or overlooked or even humiliated for not knowing everything but giving things a go and getting started... They really don't understand the creative process well enough and they don't understand the recording process well enough and they should not be your barometer of whether this is worth doing or not. Well, I hope you liked this Golden Nugget episode and that it's given you some fresh perspectives and new ideas to try in your own music and creative life. Remember to swing back over here each Thursday for another dose of bite-sized Girls Twiddling Knobs realness from the archives before we drop season four in November this year. If you like this episode, why not hit subscribe and share it with a musician friend? And to listen to the full original episode, check out the link in the show notes. Okay, Knob Twiddlers, I'll catch you here next time. So, how do you like that episode, dear listener? If you loved it, and you know someone else who would love it too, be a good friend and share it with them. Go on, spread the girls' twiddling knobs love.